Good afternoon. Welcome to our Inner Revolution podcast. Today, I have Pastor Joyce Jason, who's our host, and he's going to talk about a broken man. What is, what is a broken man? And we just want to thank you to all our listeners who has been listening to us, uh, and their reports have been incredible, the testimonies of people that have responded and have been touched by all these podcasts that we have done especially the third option and the hunchback man and the real man and many more. So we really appreciate your ear as you listen to us each week and give us the feedback. And please uh, listen to us on either Facebook, uh, check us out on Facebook or Instagram. So as a co-host of this podcast, my name is Atul and my host is Pastor Jason this amazing man of God at Greater Grace World Outreach who is the pastor here and he does amazing work. He has a heart for people and he also is an amazing author. And what is the last book you have written, Pastor Jason? That should be coming out soon. Be- yeah, very excited. Uh, it's called Beautifully Broken. Wow. And uh, I want to. I love this theme and it's really a powerful theme I think we all can relate to. But yeah, I'm looking to have that come out in the next 30 days, uh, 200 pages on how God uh, can really transform a life that's been broken. And mind I say that, that Pastor Jason has, how many pages you would, would you say in that book is? 200. He has uh, unpacked line at oh, 200 boy. pages. I am just kidding. You know, we want to have a little fun with this word that we have. I think we're going to trademark this word. Yeah. And I'm also going to say this, that if you comment on these podcasts, uh, a tool will buy you a burger. Oh, wow. You know what? I will take you guys for a, a burger. cheeseburger, cheeseburger. Okay? Cheeseburger. Is that what we're getting? You got it. No, deal. no, not cheeseburgers. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger. That place is a serious burger place. Oh, okay. We, done deal. So my name is a tool. Let me know. Okay. All right. Now, putting all this thing aside, burgers, and um, unpack the material. Pastor Jason, I am on a serious note. Uh, the subject about broken man is just a real, real thought. And today, can you please share us what God has laid on your heart about broken man? Yeah, sure. I uh, I love this because so many people are trying not to be broken. They're trying to be strong. They're trying to be, uh, you know, in control. But God can only use the broken man. He can only, uh, he can only really uh, show himself strong and mighty through a broken vessel. And uh, I love this passage in Psalm thirty-four, seventeen and eighteen. It says, "The righteous cry." And the Lord hears them and delivers them out of their trouble. The Lord is nigh unto them that are broken and saveth those that have a contrite spirit. So, you know, in our world today, we see a lot of broken pieces. We see a lot of broken uh, things, uh, you know, new things. They wear out. Uh, I was working on my rental apartment and you just uh, see the many, you know, the things that just uh, are just, they have a shelf life. And... Um, but, but with God, uh, there is a real purpose in brokenness. And, and uh, I was shown this poem that really I think I want to introduce this topic today. Because in our last podcast, we talked about secret sins. And 
we know that God is looking to get to the root of us, and he must break us uh, to, to really reveal the root. Uh, otherwise, we're going we're gonna to struggle with the same things over and over and over again, and they'll become more powerful. And, but when God breaks you or uh, dismantles you or cuts to the quick, to the core of you, and you're honest with God, you're vulnerable with God, and you're transparent, then things really begin to change. And I'd like to read this poem by John Riddell, and it kind of illustrates the point here. Um, And it's kind of a dialogue uh, between a person and God, and uh, just think with me as you listen to it. And this person starts off by saying, Hey God, God says, Hello, I'm falling apart, can you put me back together? I would rather not. Why? Because you aren't a puzzle. What about all the pieces of my life that are falling down onto the ground? Let them stay there for a while. They fell off for a reason. Take some time and decide if you need any of those pieces back. You don't understand. I'm breaking down. No, you don't understand. You are breaking through. What you are feeling are just growing pains. You are shedding the things and the people in your life that are holding you back. You aren't falling apart. You're falling into place, so relax. Take some deep breaths and allow those things that you don't need anymore to fall off of you. Quit holding on to the pieces and don't fit that don't fit you anymore. Let them fall off. Let them go. I answered, once I started doing that, what will be left of me? God said, only the very best pieces of you. I'm scared of change. I keep telling you, you aren't changing. You are becoming. Becoming who? Becoming who I created you to be. A person of light, love, charity, hope, courage, joy, mercy, grace, and compassion. I've made you from more than shallow pieces that you've decided to adorn yourselves with, that you cling with such greed and fear to. Let those things fall off of you. I love you. Don't change. Become, become, become. Become who I've made you to be. I'm going to keep telling you this until you remember it. There goes another piece. Yep, let it be. I I love this poem because uh, it really uh, strikes me because there's this struggle that, in a natural way, that we try to hold on to our life. Scripture tells us if we hold on to our life, we'll lose it. But if we lose our life, we will, we will gain, we'll gain it. And when you think about just our world being broken and then how addictions break us, how evil people break us, even how we break ourselves in the sense of making wrong decisions and we live in the consequence of those sins in, in Romans 6.23, God in his mercy is always saying, I'm going to make you a trophy of grace. I'm going to make you a trophy of grace. I'm going to, the most undeserving person becomes the greatest candidate for grace. And I think as believers, we can talk a lot about grace, but unless we are broken and see our depravity, our worthlessness, then we understand how worthy God is. And here's a great illustration in Jeremiah 31.4, it's very interesting. I mean, you see Israel illustrated here, and they are just rampant in sin. They are just whoring around, doing their own thing. 
But the way God talks to them is very powerful. He talks to them because he's nigh to the broken. He's nigh to those that have uh, great losses. In 51.17, he, uh, in Psalms, he says, I am, you know, the broken, contrite spirit. I will not reject. And that's a great thing. God will never reject us. And it's an amazing thing. Sometimes in sin or in a chronic cycle of sinning, someone might say, oh, I can't come to God because I'm so bad. Well, our sin is absolutely no comparison to the work of grace. And, um, you know, grace abounds over sin. And not that we should live in sin, but we can always come back and be restored. Well, 31.3, it says, The Lord has, uh, it says, Yes, I have loved thee with an everlasting love, and with loving kindness have I drawn thee. So it's like amazing. It's like, think about this, broken pieces, like broken glass, um, broken lives, shattered, shattered futures. And God's like, okay, let's leave all those things uh, there and let me draw you to myself. I'm not going to fix you. I love this statement in this poem. You're not a puzzle, so I'm not going to put you back together because we'd see all the flaws. Instead, I'm going to make you into a, something brand new. In in Jeremiah 18, I'm going to make you into a new lump. And then he says this, verse four of Jeremiah 31: I, I will build you again, and you will be built, O virgin Israel. You shall be adorned with tabrets, and thou shalt go forth in the dances of them that make merry. And this is an interesting verse, and this is the core of my book that I wrote. Uh, it's taken me a couple years to write it, and I've just been taking my time. But, but I love this, that God looks at Israel not in their, in their state, their present state, but in their disposition, but he looks at them in their position. And he says, you're a virgin, Israel. Was was Israel a virgin? No, they were, they were heart, they were a whore in a lot of ways. They had committed themselves to so many people, and they had just lost that purity. And God says, "I will build you." And I, and I'll just say this, and we can talk about this: that in a believer's life, God is building you. And if we fight that process, then guess what? We will struggle with the same thing over and over and over. But in Hebrews ten twenty two, if we Draw near with a pure heart, God will say, okay, you mean business with me. Be honest with me. I know it all already in Hebrews 4.13. Everything is clear. But if you're honest with me, transparent and vulnerable, I will transform your life. And, and this, is, this is what's amazing because purity is where the power is. You know, I, I talked to a man yesterday. He says, I'm trying not to sin. I said, well, that sounds good, but it's not accurate. We want to live in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, and then we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Um, and so the emphasis is not trying not to sin. The emphasis is walking in the Spirit. So the appetite for sin is starved out. I'd like to think about this as, and by way of testimony. I was uh, counseling a man years ago that struggled uh, with, with a sexual addiction. And I, I worked with him for about six months. And he had divorced his wife. And he was in a cycle of just living or acting out on his sexual appetite. And um, we met, prayed, opened the Bible six months and just kind of really sought scriptures. And uh, you know what happened? This man was healed of a 40-year addiction. And uh, God transformed his heart. And he went back, started dating his ex-wife again, and now they're married. 
they're married, which is an incredible thing. What happened there? God built that relationship from ashes because the man was broken and allowed God to remake him. And I just would say that to us today that, you know, just like this dialogue, you know, what is left of me when these pieces fall off? Well, God is trying to remove those things that are either in competition with him or holding you back. So we have a lot of great uh, purpose and potential knowing that, okay, Lord, uh, you're removing something to add something greater. And I would just say to our listeners today, you know, wherever you are, uh, don't condemn yourself. God is greater than your heart, right? First John three twenty. If your heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart, for he knows all things. So uh, get with somebody that can love you with Scripture, can help you with your identity in Christ, and draw near to a group of people that are spiritually moving forward, have a mission in their life, and that are stronger in these areas that you're potentially weak in. And if you're broken today, maybe you have a broken heart, broken relationship, maybe the person that you love is not loving you back or not forgiving you, whatever whatever edge that's cutting you today, um, just let God love you and draw near to Him. And let, let me tell you that when you're broken and shattered on the floor, God will pour His life and love and peace into your heart. You know what will happen? You'll be a trophy of grace. And you'll, you know what you'll say? Hey, I could have never gotten here. I could have never done this. I could have never said this. I could have never been this, whatever, unless it was of the Lord's mercy. And uh, that's, a, that's an amazing thought today. So if you're broken, you're the greatest candidate for grace today. And look out. Like the mosaic. You know, I love this about a mosaic. <laughs> Something beautiful, broken into a bunch of pieces, and then remade into another design. God is doing great things in your life. So, that, amen and amen. That's, all. That's a, on my heart today. That was a very beautiful, Pastor Jason. You spoke a lot of things. I love this poem that you read. I mean, it's often we think we are really falling apart. And we want to put ourselves back together, but that's not how God sees us. You know, we, are, we aren't a puzzle, mm. you know. And when I was thinking about how David, when he f- fell in sin and he then with Bathsheba and what happened, you know, we know the story. But David cried out in Psalm 51 before God. And I love that psalm with a broken heart and the contrite spirit. God, I am whiter than snow. So when God sees us, it's even in our failure, God sees us as whiter as snow as we go before God and we are broken. I think uh, so many people, it's hard for them to forgive themselves when they go through a situation or some kind of a trial in their life. It could be addiction or marriage failure or problems with their children. It could be anything or a sickness that we're going through. It's very hard to see God's heart in it. And I think a lot of times things are happening in our lives maybe because God is just breaking us down. Because when God breaks us down is when the 
beautiful things come out. Mm. And, uh, and we see that a lot in, you know, as we have been in the ministry for 25, 30, 40 years, we see a lot of people's lives and we see some great men and women come out of some greatest trials. And you see the hmm. greatest victories. Yeah. And you see the broken people. And when they're broken, their anointing is totally different. It's there another anointing they have in their life. And God uses them mightily for the kingdom. Yeah. And I think uh, when you were sharing that, it just really touched my heart. And I have not read your book yet, but I'm really looking forward to reading that book. You're going to have to pay for it, though. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but you're, uh, you're so right. Like, honestly, yeah. people can relate to your failures. I think as leaders, uh, we, can be, we can kind of project we're high and mighty and got it all together. But actually, God uses the weakest people. And you just said Psalm 51 I mean, look at David. I mean, he was a man after God's own heart, and he made a mess. And that doesn't mean that we should just go out and live like a hellion, but it also means that it's like if I want real victory in my life, then I want to be honest with God. And then not make a provision for the flesh. That's a big one, Ephesians 4. That's a big one, yes. Right? Don't make a provision for your flesh. And, you know, we, uh, I think what we forget, you know, either we believe, the gra- either we believe grace Oh, we don't. Mm-hmm. If we believe grace, that means we need to give grace in every situation. There is no such thing putting people on a hook. There is, mm. That word irritates me when people say that. Oh, you're on a hook. No, there is, in, God's, in, in God, there is no hook. Mm. Because you know what? We are perfect. We get restored. And we God us in the per- place that we, we were there before. Mm. God says, I have a plan. And a purpose, and that's when you look at life of David, all through the Old Testament. And when you, Bible says, okay, David made a mess out of his life, complete mess. But he had one good, one thing that he was going for him. He knew how to reach out to God, because yeah. his heart was at Proverbs twenty three twenty six. Oh, son, give me your. David gave his heart mm. to Jesus Christ, and when God has his heart, it didn't matter how many failures. I mean. I mean, they were failures. I mean, to the last day when he went home, yeah. he was laying with a, a virgin. Yeah. But what did Bible says in Acts? I think it's Acts 20, uh, 13. I, I'm not sure what a chapter is, but it says, David, son of Jesse, a man after my own Acts heart. Five. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. I mean, yeah. isn't that what it's... It, it, that's grace. I mean, sin... That's mercy. Sin makes a great mess, but it... But it, it, but it Honestly, you're so right. I mean, the beauty of God in the midst of it, when a heart stops fighting God and starts responding to God, it is, is, a, is a huge thing. And I, I think sometimes God has to break us down so that we are receptive again. Because just like the sun that hardens the clay, right? Yeah. It's also something that uh, will mold the clay, too. It, I mean, we have to be soft. And, and, and we cannot break ourselves. I mean, people may say, oh, that person's my cross or this situation's my cross. No, it's how I respond to where I'm at with God that re- that requires if I'm soft or if I'm hard. It's so true. Yeah. And I think, uh, I mean, you look at the Bible, the entire Bible is written by nobody's. <laughs> Well, yeah. Look, okay. Right. Abraham, 13 years, doesn't talk with God. Moses, Moses 40 years in the desert. Right. He killed a man. Um, David. David. Had a problem with women. Let's, yep. Let's problem face with it. Problem with women. Yep. 
Peter Moses, denied. Right. Yeah, go ahead. Moses, Peter. I mean, you name it. Paul, yeah. who crucified Christians. Yeah. And then the transformation. So what are we saying about this? What are we, God is in a business of using broken people yeah. because they are the most humble and they are the most gracious and they are the most understanding and they are the most merciful and they are the most available for the kingdom of God. Mm. So if you are a broken man listening to this, Pastor Jason and I say this to you today. You know what? It's not over yet. Yeah, the it's Lord just is... beginning. Don't, Oof. I don't care what anybody says to you. God is not done with you yet. The battle is just beginning. And God yes. wants soldiers in his kingdom. And it is a beautiful thing to be broken. Right, Pastor Jason? Mm. I mean, like God just molds it. Like he's the potter and we are the clay. And like you just mentioned, that soft clay. And God is molding us through yeah. brokenness and building this beautiful boss out of our life. Yeah, that, I mean, I love what you're saying because I think when you're broken, you're not thinking too highly of yourself or lowly of yourself. You're just not thinking of yourself at all. And what's going on is like you're remembering where you came from and like from the ash heap, right? From the ash heap, we are lifted up and we are now kings and priests. You know, it reminds me of this illustration. In the Japanese culture, there's this, um, there's this uh, legend of the Kintsugi, which is like a man was repairing his favorite vase, and instead of gluing the pieces together, he used a golden resin. And that golden resin actually emphasized the flaws, and it made the vase very valuable, even more valuable than it was originally. And the idea was, instead of trying to hide the flaws, they they accentuated it with the golden resin, and it actually became very popular in the 15th century. And it is today. When we were in Japan, we saw this. It's absolutely gorgeous. But it's a great picture of how Christ's life is poured into a broken vessel, and so that we see the most valuable thing in our life is Christ and the work of Christ, the work of grace, the work of mercy, the work of forgiveness. And then instead of trying to hide our flaws, we commit them to God and say, Lord, um, I want you to do the impossible work. And then what happens? The value in our life is only that of the work of the cross. It's only the work of God. Isn't that, that Kintsugi? That's the, I, Google it. It's powerful. I saw the it's picture powerful. the yeah. other day. And I, I love this message that we heard the past Sunday. When God breaks you is when the new covenant hearts comes alive. Mm. You know, and God gives us a new heart. Amen. And then we could go forward with God because now God has a purpose and we know the purpose and we are ready for this battle that is ahead of us and and the enemy is not going to stop that doesn't mean that because you're broken that enemy is done with you no he's not done with you war is around you mm. if you are a christian there is war mm. if you're praying there is war mm. so don't be afraid of the war because you have the greatest warrior next to you, and his name is Jesus Christ. He's your savior. He's your strength in the time of weakness. And he's the one who will put his hand out and he will say, walk with me through this valley and I will take you through this journey. And no matter what happens, I will be with you every step of the way. That's why it's a uh, picture that I saw years ago where in a sand there was just footprints and man was being carried. Because mm. 
God was carrying. Yeah, him. Lord, where were where you? Where were you? <laughs> and in God this said, "Valley, I'm yeah, Valley. Where were, where were you in all this problem?" And God's like, uh, "I was carrying, carrying you." And don't Hello, you see the knucklehead? <laughs> yes. Don't you see the footprints? <laughs> so, uh, if you are today in a place, perhaps you have a broken heart. Your heart is shattered everywhere. Perhaps you are engulfed in in failure or sin. God wants to reach out and give his hand to you to lift you up and say, I will bind the broken heart. I will give you a new spirit. I will I will give you a new life and a new heart so you can go forward with the plan that I have laid before you. And God mm. is not not done. God is just beginning the work. Amen. Any last thought? Yeah, we're not we're not disqualified or probationed on probation or sideline like mercy. Mercy is the great referee. It's active. It's active. It's active. And I would just say don't let your don't be defeated in your spirit. Just uh, God is preparing you for the next thing. And uh, amen. amen. We, we we could say a lot on that, but I think well, thank you Pastor Jason for sharing your heart. I thought this was such a beautiful thought that you brought out a broken man and God could put a broken man together. Trophies of grace. Trophies of grace and you know only eternity will tell. You know we can keep going here but <laughs> we can. Psalm 115.1 it's like God doesn't want to share his glory with anybody right and this is why I think in that reduction plan God is saying you know what let's just talk about me. Don't glory in your sin or your past but just glory in my glory in the cross. I love this verse from, uh, I don't know if you mentioned this verse from Psalm 34, 18. Did you? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, lo- I just, in my heart, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. Mm. God is always near the brokenhearted. Yeah, and, and a gardener, right? When he's pruning, he's not, he's, he's the closest to the bush when he's pruning it, right? Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jason. We can just keep going here. <laughs> we can. Uh, God loves you. us. God, God loves you. Him. God, if you're listening, and I hope you are, and God loves you, and, you're, and his love will become more real to you in these seasons of, of deep breaking. And uh, we'll, we can say God is preparing you and has great things for you. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Don't let your heart, if it's hardened, let God till the land. Let God till your heart so mm. he can use you. Thank you, Pastor Jason. I don't think hey, we're going to end today. <laughs> you know, he may need a jackhammer at first, right? Yeah. It's what either the rock doing? falls on us and we're broken or we fall on the rock, right? I love that. Okay. Thank All right. God, God bless, bless you. you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Your feedback is always welcome. Welcome.